excuse me, have your Bibles, turn with me to the second chapter of the book of Acts, if you would. Let's all stand, and uh, I'm going to be preaching on something that probably most of you have never heard preached on before, but uh, I think it's time, we're, we're at that time when we need to preach on this, this passage. Uh, in the sec- Acts, the second chapter, I'm going to begin reading in the 16th verse. He says, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass. Now this is Joel prophesying. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions and and." and and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. And then the 19th verse says, And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and, and vapor and smoke. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you, Lord, for blessings each and every day. Thank you, Lord, for this music that we had before the services. I certainly enjoyed it, and I pray that, that and I thank everybody did. And Lord, I'm thankful uh, for those who can sing, and, and uh, I just pray, Lord, you'll see fit to bless them. And Lord, I just thank you for everything today. Pray you'll go with us as we open up this part of the scriptures and lord i pray that you'll give me unction give me understanding lord that i need uh, uh, to preach this part of the scriptures for it's in jesus name i pray amen thank you You may be seated i've titled this message uh, a prophetic outlook a prophetic outlook and i've got a subtitle to it uh god is gracious now, I want, I want to just give you just a little bit of understanding of this. This was Joel speaking of the last days during the church age and realized that the things that he spoke of here deal with the church age and, and, and such as that. And I do want to, um, I do want to um, preach on this today. The prophet Joel prophesied that the days Peter speaks about in his message on the day of Pentecost are now upon the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it began at Pentecost. That's not when the church started. The church was already in existence when Pentecost came. But now Peter chose in his great message he preached when there was about 5,000 people who were saved after he preached that message, uh, uh, Peter chose to use Joel's prophecy here concerning some of the things concerning the church. And I do want you to keep that in mind. And you may want to study a little more on this because I can't get all of this in in one message. But I'm going to get in what I can. Jehovah God is a gracious God. For he could have sent this whole generation to hell, but he chose to bless them. 
He's blessed us. He's blessed us tremendously. And, and he did it by giving of the Spirit of God to his church and to his people. And he not only talks about, he not only speaks about what happened on day of Pentecost concerning the, when the church was, in, was endowed with the Holy Spirit, but he's also talking about in, individuals of that particular church that the Lord Jesus started during his public ministry. <clears throat> but instead of uh, just forgetting about this generation in which we live, which uh, I think some of us uh, maybe want to forget about this generation, it's the way it is and such, but as I said, God could have sent this whole generation to hell, including me, including you, and he could have done that, but he chose to bless us with, uh, with a lot of spiritual blessings. But instead, he calls one of the greatest blessings man can receive, and that is the, the Holy Spirit to come upon man in these last days. God is gracious, for he kept his promise to the Lord's people. He kept his promise. He promised them. And that's what Joel was talking about. Joel was talking about when God made the Holy Spirit uh, known and came upon his people and blessed them, his church, and, and blessed his church. Now, we're going to talk about four or five things here this morning, but all of them's got the same title, and, and we'll get into it there. His promise is a gracious promise, the promise God made in the Old Testament concerning through Joel, the prophet. He said, I will pour out my spirit in verse 17. The Holy Spirit is the mysterious personal energy of the Godhead. You know, the Holy Spirit is what makes the Godhead move. It's what makes God's children move. All of us are children of the Godhead. And as a result of the Holy Spirit is what makes us move and what makes us do the things that, that we do as God's children. So we, we realize that. He's why I pour out my spirit uh, in verse 17. In the Old Testament, he sent angels to prepare man for his duties to Jehovah God. He was sent out angels, and he did that. He used angels as messengers uh, in the Old Testament, and, and he would send those messengers, and he would give men uh, the message of what God would have them do. Well, it's not that way anymore. God doesn't do that anymore. Uh, Today, we must rely upon the Holy Spirit to lead us in the duties God has for us to do. That's why it's important that we know what the Holy Spirit is, is Holy Spirit's will is in our lives. We, we, need to, we need to know that. We need to follow that. And we, we need to understand that. Uh, I, I, I said Wednesday night, we, we can't even pray a prayer that God will honor without the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit has to intervene in our prayers, even for our prayers to reach the Lord. So that's why it's an important thing. That's why God sent the Holy Spirit, and he used the prophecy of Joel to do that, to, to re relay that. The Spirit guides us into all truth. You know, you, you, might not, you might not realize it, but when you learn truth, 
When you real learn truth and you, you know it to be the truth, it's the Holy Spirit that leads you to, to come to know that. It's the Holy Spirit that opens up your heart and your mind that you will come to know uh, the, what, what God would have us to do. So the Spirit guides us into all truth. The reason many fall by the wayside in these last days is they don't have the Holy Spirit to lead them. Uh, I mean, that's, I know it's, it's, it's a good thing for people to say, well, uh, I know God. Or it's a good thing for people to say, I know what Jesus Christ did. But it's a wonderful thing to have the Holy Spirit leading your life and, and, and sending you where and calling you to do the things that you would have do. You know, I, I can't understand, and it's been a, been a while, but I can't understand why people claim they're saved, but yet they don't do anything as far as, as, far as salvation is concerned. And, and uh, it's, it's hard to figure out. Well, secondly, his promise is a gracious promise. He said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now, when, when, when the Lord, during the Pentecost, if you'll remember, if you go back here in the first chapter of the book of Acts and you read about Pentecost, you will see that, uh, that when the church met on that particular day, and the Bible says there was 120 of them met on that particular day, that's when the cloven tongues of fire came and lit up on each one of them. That's when the mighty rushing wind came through. And then the cloven uh, tongues of fire, that cloven tongues of fire was the presence of the Holy Spirit. Came and lit up on every one of them. And, and, uh, and, and so that was a wonderful thing. His promise is a gracious promise. All types of humanity. Now think about this for just a moment. When he uses this word upon all flesh, it doesn't mean that everybody received the Holy Spirit that day. Only those, only those 120 that met there at the church at that time received the Holy Spirit. If you'll remember, further on in Peter's message, Peter says that if you trust Christ as your Savior, then you, you will be given the Holy Spirit of God. But you have to be saved in order to receive the Holy Spirit of God. Now, uh, all types of humanity... White, black, brown, red, and yellow. All types of humanity receives the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's just, just not a f one or two people. It's just not a few people, you know. We, I hear people talk about somebody who, in a church, who is spirit led. Well, everybody in the Lord's church should be spirit led because that's what the Holy Spirit has done and does do. There, there is no respect to persons. In God's righteous eyes, no respect a person, none whatsoever. You know, God doesn't respect. You know, you, you might say, well, uh, can God give me the Holy Spirit? Sure. And there's, God has no respect a person. It doesn't make any difference. You can be the poorest person in, in Lyons, Georgia, and God can still endow you with the Holy Spirit and, and will if you're saved. Or you can be the richest person. In Lyons, Georgia, and God can endow you with the Holy Spirit. So it's 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 one of those things that we can't say that it is just for a certain person or a certain thing, or just a a certain congregation. You know, 
we, I, I, I got a call last night from one of the preachers. I'm not going to mention who it is. But I got a call from one of the preachers whose church is just being, just, just being cleaned out. And uh, they're having problems in the church. And, and he talked to me for about an hour, the pastor did last night. And, um, and he said it just acts like, the church just acts like it's lost its power completely. He, he said, I remember a time when the church had so much power. He said, it seems like the church just lost its power. Well, if, if, God, see, if God doesn't see fit to work in and through that church, that church will lose its power. It, it'll lose its power as far as what it does in the world. And, and it doesn't make any difference if it's two or three gathered together in his name. He can bring power upon them. As a matter of fact, if you'll remember, in the 16th chapter of the book of, uh, of John, I mean, not, not John, the 16th chapter uh, of the book of uh, Matthew, he said, uh, he said there, he said, and I give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And certainly that's what he's referring to there when he's referring to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives a, a key to the kingdom of heaven. So that, that takes in all types. It was, if one has believed in Christ as their Savior and seek to honor his holy name, he will send upon him a holy unction that, that they will testify of his saving grace. And this is one of the promises he gives. He said, for this promise is unto you, and, and this is what Peter preached in his message, for this promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God shall, shall call. So we, we find out that that Holy Spirit can be up on these children right here. These children who we seem, we seem to think has a lot, lot to learn and a lot to do. But as I've told you before, some of, some of these little children have given a better testimony than, than a lot of the grown-ups I have known. Trying to get this paper apart. All the grown-ups that I have known throughout the years, some of these children have a great testimony, and I'm going to talk about one in particular here in just a minute. So we need to remember that. Thirdly, his, promises, his promise is a gracious promise. He says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. A lot of people get concerned about that because we teach that women are to keep silent in the church, but... When I, when I explain this to you, you're going to find out that, yes, uh, this is exactly what happens. This is not speaking about, wor about foretelling of events that have not happened yet. That's what a prophet does. A prophet foretells. What we do with the, with the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we foretell. They foretell, we foretell. We, we tell what has already happened, just like I'm doing today. I'm preaching to you things that's already happened, things that's already taken place in the past. That's foretelling. That's not, that's not uh, uh, foretelling. That's foretelling. But anyway, uh, we, as I said, it doesn't make any difference if a son is in the pulpit or a daughter is in the coal pit. If the Holy Spirit is up on them, they can move. They can move and, and do the things that, that God would have them to do and do some wonderful things. A saved human will speak things concerning 
his or her Lord. If, if he's led by the Holy Spirit, you know, we, we'll always talk about our Lord. It's amazing. It's amazing how some people get out and they get among the crowd. They never mention God. They never mention their salvation. They never mention anything. And uh, I, I don't care, you know. I know people like to party, but I will tell you, partying takes your testimony away from you, then you don't need to be partying. You don't, you don't need to be doing those things. Don't be, be going those things. Cause I, I know I've seen people, and I've seen people right here, that even today, that have done completely lost their testimony. They don't have any testimony anymore. And, I, and, and that can be a young person or that can be an older person. They don't have any testimony anymore. Have, I'm sorry, if, if a son or a pulpit or a daughter is in the coal pit, a saved human will speak things concerning his or her Lord. It was the four daughters of Philip. If you'll remember them, the Bible says they, 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 were, they prophesied. It's the four daughters of Philip who prophesied to the great apostle not to go to Jerusalem before because they were laying in, lying in wait for him. And, and, and the Lord called that prophesying. In other words, uh, when I was down at Friendship Baptist in, in, in uh, Glenwood, I was backing up talking to somebody, and I was backing up like this, and one of the ladies ran over and put her arm around me and said, Pastor, are you going to fall off of this porch? If you back up any more, and she was on, she was prophesying of something that was about to happen. That's what that's what this word means. And when he says your sons and your your daughters will prophesy, it, it means that uh, they they were they told things that they that is going to happen if somebody does a certain thing. If I'd have backed up one more step. I would have fallen backwards off of that porch. That porch was pretty high up. I would have fallen backwards off of that porch. And uh, so she came over there, and she stopped me. And I thanked her for, for stopping me because she was doing exactly what this is talking about there in, in that, uh, what the four daughters of Philip did. They, pro they prophesied to the great apostle Paul not to go to Jerusalem. Told him not to go. They said, don't go. They said, they're lying in wait for you there. And uh, Paul, Paul didn't know what was waiting for him there. But if you remember, if you read the text, Paul said, but I've got to go. I have to go. So Paul was caught between four, four daughters of Philip who was prophesying to him, telling him not to go to uh uh, Jerusalem because they were waiting on him there and to 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 do do harm to him but he was also had the leadership of the Holy Spirit in his life so what Paul did Paul walked into Jerusalem to his death trap he walked right into it and that's where he lost his head at that's where they that's where they they took his head off there in uh, uh, in Jerusalem, well, it's 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 a wonderful thing to have people watch out after you. God has sent people to watch out after you. This was a warning from the Holy Spirit, warning from the Holy Spirit 
through those ladies to the Apostle Paul. Uh, you read about it in Acts 21, verses 4 through 13. I'm not going to go over there. But if you want to read about this episode of these four daughters of Philip who prophesied, who told Paul not to go to Jerusalem, um, which uh, is, is found in Acts 21, verses 4 through 13. Now, his promise is a gracious promise. He says, you, Brother Sam, he says, your old men shall dream dreams. Well, what do you mean by that? We all dream, you know, I've, I've dreamed all my life. I've dreamed about things that will never happen, dreamed about things that never take place. But he says, your old man will dream dreams. All I'm going to say about this is you had better listen when your elders are speaking to you. That's what this is referring to. When your elders are speaking to you because they, they have learned things over the years that you need to listen to. You need to listen to them. You need to listen to your elders. You might think, well, so-and-so don't have anything for me to say to, 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 that can say to me that I don't already know. You need to listen to your elders. Because I tell you, I've said this many times over the years. Somebody says, well, how do you know? Well, I always say I know a lot because I've experienced a lot. I know a lot because I've seen a lot. I know a lot because I've done a lot. And, and when you get when you get our age, you have a world of of, of knowledge that, that people need to know. They need to understand it, especially if you have lived your life for the Lord. They have a world of knowledge. So, so <clears throat> how many times has this old preacher woke up in the middle of the night? with a message on his heart. A lot of these messages, I want to tell you folks, I wake up in the middle of the night with those messages on my heart. This is one of them. This is one of them. When I, when I woke up the other night, a week or so ago, when I woke up the other night, I had this message on my mind. I, I, never, I hadn't even chosen to preach this message. I came straight over here the next morning, and I prepared this message for because I had that message on my heart when I woke up the other night. So this is something that uh, you really need to, where did this come from? Where, where, where did it come from that I had this message on my heart? If not from the presence of the Holy Spirit, where did it come from? It had to come from the presence of the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I know of one person told me one time years ago they never dreamed a dream. It wasn't a nightmare. Well, I've dreamed some sweet dreams. I've, I've dreamed some beautiful dreams over the years. And I pray every night when I go to bed, I say, Lord, give me a pleasant sleep. If I'm to dream, let me dream about things that are good. Don't let me dream about things that are bad. And that's one of the things that that you, you realize when you when you get this age, this. And then lastly this morning, his promise is a gracious promise. He says, your young men and young women shall see visions. He says, your young men 
He just uses young men, but I added the young women. She'll see visions in verse 18. Let me tell you by experience that there are some young men and women saved who will testify of the Lord. They'll do it. I was talking this week to someone who agreed with me concerning our young men, our young women are good kids. And they are. They're good kids. You all, you all need to be thankful that they're good kids. Even when you think they're not doing the, some of the things that, uh, that they should be doing, they're good kids because they know where to turn. Let me give you an example. A very good witness of, the, of Christ who saved her. <clears throat> let, me, let me give this. Uh, here it is. Here's what I'm looking for. How many of you read what Katie Powell put on her Instagram? Did you read it? What Katie Powell put on her Instagram? I tell you, it was wonderful. Somebody sent it to me. Emily, I think, sent it to me. And she said, look what one of your girls at church wrote down. I'm telling you, she, she talked about Hebrews 2 and verse, she wrote about Hebrews 2. Uh, how should we escape if we neglect such a great a salvation? Did you all read it? it? It was something else. That's, that's one time I was thankful for her. Thankful for all of them, I tell you. You, you don't know what your young girls are going to do. You don't know what they're going to say. You don't know how they're going to show themselves. I, she came last Wednesday night, and I guess she had a, got a new boyfriend. Is that right? I think she's got a new boyfriend. And she pulled me by the arm and took me out there. Well, yeah, that's last week when we had family day. She pulled me by the arm, and she told him, she told that boy, she said, you better watch out how you treat me because that man right there will get you. <laughs> and and uh, I told him, she told him, she said, she said, he watches out after us young people. I tell you, folks, that's a good testimony. That's a good testimony, and I'm thankful for those things. Uh, we, we've got some... We, we've got some young men here who, who have a good testimony. they got a good testimony. They live a good life. You know, you, you, you parents may not think it, but you raised some good kids. You sure did. You raised some wonderful kids who they go astray sometimes, but that's, that's where we're to provoke one another to love and good works. That's, that's, when we, that's when we are to get there and bring them back to where they should be. And don't you think that if his pastor don't see you, that he won't say something to you about it. Just like I spoke about Katie here today. If it's, if it's something, something bad, I'll say something to you about it. I'll take you off and say something to you about it in privacy. But let me tell you, parents and grandparents, don't put your kids in places where they're tempted to sin. Don't do that. If you've got good kids, don't put them in places where they're tempted to sin. You know, we, we got a lot of kids that have gone off to college. You know, there's some of them colleges are the biggest partying places in the world. There's some of the biggest partying places in the world. They are. I was reading an article back a few years back, and they gave out to two of the partying, par, partying 
uh, universities in Georgia. You're not going to believe one of them. One of them's Mercer. One of them was Mercer. Mercer is a Baptist school. And, and they're one of the biggest partying schools in the state of Georgia. We know what the second one is? University of Georgia. That's the second one. So then let me tell you, folks, I'm telling you that you don't, don't let your kids go into those, those, those uh, surroundings. Because you, you may think, well, you lose them, but they're going to have to really be strong. They're going to have to really be strong. I can't imagine, Brother Sam, what it would have been like if I'd have been a saved person when I got drafted in the military. I often wonder what it, what it would have been like. Would I have had enough nerve to stand up? And instead of cussing out a, a young soldier, had enough nerve to stand up and tell him about my Jesus. I don't know if I would have or not. I'm telling you, I was a drill sergeant. I was meaner than a snake. You, you folks don't realize it. But I can't imagine what it had been like if the Lord had saved me before I went. That's what these kids are up against. That's what these 17, 18-year-old kids are up against. They're up against the same thing. They've been taught. They're saved, and they've been taught. And, and, and when, when they fall completely, then there's a problem there. And they can't get back, and they don't want to get back. There's a problem there. But most of them will get to come back. They'll come back, just like what Katie wrote. I tell you, I know she, I know she missed. They don't get to come to church as much as they should. But I want to tell you, folks, I was blessed when I read that what she wrote. If you study verses 19 through 21, you will find that God's works in and through more than just one or two of us as He pleases. He talks about in verse 19. He talks about, and I will sh show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And within that, within that right there is what we're going through right now, that pandemic. And that right now, God says, I'm going to send those things. Don't, 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 don't ever realize that God didn't send this thing. I'm going to send those things among the people. I'm going to send those as signs uh, in, in beneath the signs of the earth, signs in the earth, beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. In verse 20, he says, The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Boy, I tell you, I wonder... God was to appear right here in this eastern sky, right here behind us. If God was to appear right here in this eastern sky, and we had a big window, big window back there, and you saw the Lord appear in the sky, how many people, I've often wondered, how many people will go under the pulpit because they don't realize what's going on, don't realize what's happening. I tell you, when, when the sky turns dark and the Lord lights it up with his glory and he lights up that eastern sky, I'm going to be shouting hallelujah. I'm going to be shouting, God, I'm thankful for that. Why? Because 
I've been taught those things after I'm saved. I've been taught those things. I've been taught that to look for the Lord and to watch for his coming. These children have been taught for the same thing. You know, you don't have to go behind them and try to um, make them right. They're right. These children are right. They just, they just need to, they just need a little provoking every now and then to stand up for what's right. And I'm so thankful for that. May God use you is my prayer. All right, let's all stand if you would. Let's be dismissed in prayer and then we'll have our business meeting.